Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. 95.5 WSB Atlanta's news and talk is making changes to its weekday lineup. Beginning Monday, March 22nd, hear me, Eric Erickson, weekdays noon to 3. And Atlanta's news and talk with me, Mark Aram, when you drive home weekdays 4 till 7. The new lineup starts Monday, March 22nd on 95.5 WSB. And always streaming live on the WSB radio app. Welcome to the show. It's a soggy and cruddy Tuesday. This is basically going to be your uh, weather and traffic edition of the Mark Arab Show, but we are stacked with goodies. Fun stuff. Uh, Deborah Green's come up with a list of dangerous toys from yesteryear. I'm very excited. Like How we survived our childhoods is a miracle when we, th- when we think about what we were playing with. I can't even imagine what Chuck was playing with in Montana. Remember lawn darts? Oh, yeah. Jarts. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I loved them. That got dangerous. Yeah. You can still buy them on the black market. Can you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. You got to get them like, for the fourth. from uh, Eastern Europe. They will send them in a, in a shipping container. Uh, so we got some fun stuff. But again, focus is weather and traffic. Traffic is uh, nasty out there. Got some breaking news in Woodstock. We got you covered uh, with traffic updates every six minutes for your ride home. It's a Tuesday. And to put a smile on your face, it's uh, the guy that makes me smile. It's a little time. It's time. Now time. For Would You Rather with Little Sanjay. He's the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the asker of unanswerable questions. He joins us every Tuesday and Thursday on The Mark Aram Show. He's Little Sanjay with Would You Rather. How are you, Sanjay? I'm doing well, man. I'm keeping my head down, doing the work. All right. That, that was not yeah. the answer I was expecting. Well, my you taxes know, that's coming. life. Yeah. <laughs> They're work- I'm working on them, Chuck. We'll get that done soon, this week. Keep my head I'm down just... and doing the work. What, this isn't a job interview, Sanjay. You got the gig, man. You got the gig. Uh, speaking of which, so I don't know if, uh, yeah, you know that. I know you know about the, the new uh, slot. Um, oh, yeah. Is that going to fit into your busy tax preparing? Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to, to, to scooting forward a little bit. You All right. Know? So you'll still be available be for the stuff. Mark Aram show. Oh, I am I am perpetually available for the Mark Aram so show. So here's the bad matter. news. So everyone knows that Sanjay is the official accountant of the Mark Aram show. Because we're moving earlier, the 4 p.m. hour is sponsored by H&R Block. So we can't call you the official accountant of the Mark Aram show anymore. So um... I quit today. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Wow. Silky failed the, the loyalty test right there. <laughs> Uh, All right, so here's the deal. Sanjay is going to ask us unanswerable questions. We're going to answer them here in studio. Uh, I want you to play along in your car, at home, making dinner, what have you. What's the first question tonight, Sanjay? All right, number one, would you rather be forced to sing along or to dance to every single song you hear? I'm a singer. I'm not a dancer. Like, I can do the, the white man overbite and, you know, do a little thing like this. You know those you know those memes of President Trump dancing? Oh, those are the best. Like that like seventy pounds lighter, that's me. And with the without the baggy suit, but I do that you know, the white mm-hmm. man overbite and I just move my arms. I'm not a good dancer. Uh, but I like to sing. I and and I sing all the time. Not well, but I will always sing when I hear the song on the air. Uh, 
Well, <laughs> I, I talked about this. I, I In my car, I'll, I'll be listening to old school hip hop and I'll sing. And I used to have a convertible and I was in, in Buckhead, bumper to bumper traffic, and I'm blaring uh, old school hip hop. And then uh, What a Man comes on. <laughs> And I'm, Fantastic. I'm, yeah, and I'm singing. I'm like, body like Arnold with a Denzel face. And I'm like, everyone's looking at me. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, all right. Put the top up. Uh, so I'm a singer. I am going to sing Devara Green. That is every day of my life. I do both of them at all times. You do, yeah. I really do. If you ever walk by me in the studio, that's exactly what I'm Rocking doing. Rocking out. I cannot sing, though. I like to sing, but yeah. I can't hit the note, so I'll take dancing. You'll take dancing. Mm-hmm. You all, your gymnast, professional, and all that stuff. Uh, Low-T Chuck, I've never seen you sing nor dance. I'm not dancing. A honky-tonk? Uh, no. Whitefish Montana? No. Line I'll dance? Sing. No, I, I was a terrible line dancer. What? Square dancer? Terrible. I can square dance a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> a little bit when I was younger. That was part you of know. our gym class in, in yeah. grade school. We had that, too. Re- I could yeah. jitterbug yeah. pretty well. Yeah, I remember. Oh, I gotta see that. I remember. No, you it, don't. It's, it's the Jitterbug. <laughs> no. The Jitterbug. Yeah. Um, always no, I'll, hoping to get sing. you get the you know like oh I hope they pair me up with Erica Mustard. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, in the square dancing thing. Oh yeah. 100%. Did they have that in in India, Sanjay square dancing? Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little bit different. It's called Bhangra, oh. but it's Bhangra. I like yeah. it. All right, uh, Jason Byers filling in for Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. Though I'm a horrible singer, no one wants to see me dance. I'll sing every I time. I can see that, yeah. I'd, like, I'd prefer your, uh, your singing to your dancing. Uh, next question, Sanjay. Would you rather be perpetually underdressed or overdressed? Overdressed. Overdressed for sure. Um, I'm not comfortable being overdressed, but I'm way more uncomfortable when I'm underdressed. Like if you ever go to a – like Sanjay um, – his wedding, like I, Longoria. The one he didn't tell anybody. Yeah, about. the surprise wedding. Like I knew it was yes. a wedding, so I dressed up, and Longoria yes. showed up in like camo <laughs> shorts and a Pixies T-shirt, and he was like so embarrassed. He's like, ah, oh. yeah. So being underdressed can be embarrassing. Overdressed can be embarrassing too. But I'd rather do that. Uh, Deborah Green. Overdressed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Girls like to get overdressed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Put the heels on. Mm-hmm. The- the what are those the fancy dresses, corsets? Yeah, yep, absolutely. Everything. All right, low T Chuck, who on occasion dresses up. Really, I mean, you shot up like a new penny. I, I I do clean up. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd prefer to be underdressed. Underdressed, casual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sitting on the couch, eating the That's Kroger re- hot dog. I refuse to wear ties when I wear suits. Yeah, I've never seen you in nah, a tie. I refuse to do it. Yeah, even at your wedding, you didn't wear a tie. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Jason Byers, who uh, it could be 12 degrees out. He's wearing flip flops with no shoes. So I Every pretty much day. I know your <laughs> yeah. answer to this one, right? Yeah, yeah. underdressed, 100. percent Rather be comfortable than fashionable. Do you own a button down shirt? Yeah, I yeah. own a suit. Actually, you, I own three. Have you downloaded the Triple Team Traffic Alerts app? I have. Six fourteen on the Mark Aram Show. Would you rather continues with a uh, little Sanjay? Uh, Sanjay, what is the next question, my friend? Number three. Would you rather lose your sight? Or your memories. Oh man, mm-hmm. that's a deep one, Sanjay. Um, lose my sight or my. I, I'm. Mm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pass for now. I'm gonna. I gotta think about this one. That's that's deep. That's deepness. I'm gonna turn to my executive producer to answer first. I mean, I need both to do my job. Yeah. So I. I usually you could. Have... You could do your job sightless. How would I run the board? 
They'd braille it up for you. They'd braille it, they really. it up. Yeah. Let me have a digital. I think they would screen. have to, right? With the. Uh, I think they'd move me to a different position. Is what I think they would disability do. Disability act or whatever. I mean, as much as I need my memories, because that's kind of what I base my sure, show on. Absolutely. Like this happened and that happened. Um, I love the movie Memento. Oh, oh you beat yeah. me! I was going to say <laughs> so, I watched the movie yes. Memento. Yeah. yeah. So I'll uh, I'll just take a bunch of Polaroids and make stuff up. Oh, I'll that, lose my memory. That's a horrible life. That's a hor- that guy it had a worked, horrible life. You're like, yeah, I'll okay do that guy. Yeah. Did it? The- oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? Exactly. Uh, low T Chuck. Oh, no. I'll, I'll get rid of my sight. Yeah. Yeah. It would suck, but I could adjust. It would be fine. I don't, I don't want to lose memories. You can never watch Netflix at work again. I could. I could just watch the same thing over <laughs> just, and over just again. Just audio. Yeah. Sightless. I can, I can listen to I've listened. See, I have my memories, though. I've listened to enough of it. I yeah. know what I was, you know, I can. All right. Jason Byers uh, wearing flip flops on the other side of the takeout window. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to find my flip flops in the morning if I lost my you, sight. Listen, so. it's not like you're we'll you're an invalid. Find if you lost your memory. Either. You'll you'll adapt. You'll adjust. I think I'd I think I'd go rather lose memories. Lose than memories. Sight. And this is all memories, Sanjay. All memories. So I have no recollection your parents. of your wedding, my wedding, nothing. That's right. Um, an Alzheimer's patient. Yeah. Nah. I can See, my sight. I, I, my memory falters anyway. I ran. I remember random stuff. Like me rolling down Buckhead singing, body like Arnold with a Denzel face. Like, I remember stuff like that. Um, but I'm losing my memory for sure. Like, people will say, so, oh, you remember that time? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, I like I like to see. I do like to see. So, and there's a lot of stuff I don't want to remember. So, all right. Yeah. Give me my sight and, and uh, yeah, and no memory. How long is this memory loss? Because your traffic reports will be sweet if you can't remember anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the, what was that movie? Uh, Three Second Tom, Fifty uh, First Dates. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, like my memories erased every seven seconds. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, we're telling you about this for the first time. No, Mark. You, no, you, you just we've said been that. covering this red alert for an hour. Uh, next question, Sanjay. All right, number four. Would you rather labor under a hot sun or extreme cold? C O L D. Cold, cold, cold. I can put on more clothes, more gloves, more toboggans, if you will. Your Ooh, your funky hat. Thank um, you. But once once you're down to your skivvies, there's not you nothing you can do to make yourself cooler on a hot day. So I would much rather work in the cold. And I used to shovel snow in the winter in Connecticut as a kid, as a side hustle. And I, you know, you warm up. You're out there. You're moving around. You warm up it. So I'm going to be in the cold. Deborah Green from Wisconsin. Yeah, I've done both in the farm. Um, I actually think working in the heat was easier. Than, really? Than the freezing cold below, you know, zero temperatures with that wind in your face and everything. Yeah, the I wind think, can change things oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, so I'll take the heat. Is more is more expected of you as a worker in the winter than the summer? I think if it's really, it's like 100 degrees and, and humid, like your boss will be like, all right, I'm going to take it easy on Deborah because... Mm. I mean, it's just you got to finish the field because yeah. the nature doesn't care how hot Understood. or cold it is. You got to get your job yeah. done. All right. Low T Chuck, who uh, dealt with cold extremes in Whitefish, Montana. Did it ever get really hot there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way into the hundreds. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It right. gets warm up there. Fahrenheit. Uh, I would much rather work in the heat <laughs> than the cold. In the heat. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Jason Byers, uh, you, you can't wear those flip-flops in the cold. I mean, you can. Exactly. But, so you're going to do the... Yeah. I've told my wife a million times, this is as far north as I can live. Wow. This, this is as cold as I can take. You know, wow. your wife brings home the bacon, man. You you, can be, you can't be making ultimatums here. That's true. You know, if she's like, we're moving to uh, Anchorage, you'd be like, okay, honey. Yeah, as yeah. long as she can still work. <laughs> yeah, she just exactly. pats him on the head, tells him yeah. he's cute. Yeah, you're so cute. Basically. You're adorable. <laughs> cute little guy. You got one more, Sanjay, or is that it? I do. All right, I real do. quick. 
Would you rather on a snow day, would you rather stay in or go outside and play? At my age? At your age. Oh, inside, hot cocoa, watching TV, looking outside the window. Yeah, now inside, as a kid, outside all the time. Yeah, 100%. There's no reason as a 47-year-old man to be out making a snowman. Low T, Chuck. Now that I got kids outside. So oh, yeah. I, I reverted back because I was with you. Yeah. I stay inside, yeah. drink whiskey, watch TV. Yeah. Um, but now Ella's getting old enough where she likes to, you know, make snowmen. I can play picture the snow, so. this Ella's school calls a snow day at 6 a.m. Chuck's like, all right, we're drinking whiskey. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Hot toddies in yeah. the morning. Uh, Jason Byers. Hot toddies by the fire inside yeah, all day, every day. Absolutely, absolutely. Sanjay uh, is, even with the schedule change, still the official accountant of the Mark Aram Show, right in the middle of tax season. He could still squeeze you in, though. you got to make your appointment online at brass.tax or find him on Facebook, uh, Brass Tax Accounting. Great job, Sanjay, my man. Uh, always a pleasure, buddy. My man. All right, there he is, little Sanjay and Would You Rather. We're going to come back. Uh, weather and traffic, the top stories tonight. We got you covered on the Mark Aram Show. And always, we welcome your calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. How much money do you need... I'm not talking to you, Alex Williams. How much money do you need to make in life in 2021 to be happy? The experts have come up with a number. I'll tell you that number and figure out what's going on. Will you fall uh, north of the happy line or south of the happy line? I think Chuck and his uh, rich wife are north of the happy line. I might be south of the happy line. Uh, We'll come back. We'll talk about that. Uh, Dangerous toys of yesteryear and fads fads over the years. We got some fun stuff here on the Mark Aram Show back after this. Massage parlor shooting in Woodstock. I did not have that on the Atlanta traffic bingo card today. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. 640, 20 in front of 7, the bananas and I at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. Uh, I think we're going to play Does Alex Williams Know This Food? Okay, good. Yeah, so I've got a uh, in Facebook memory. So before I, I brought that bit onto the air, I used to do it in the traffic center in the mornings and, and videotape it. And one came up from three years ago. And he didn't know it three years ago. So I'm going to see if he knows it today, if he learned it in the last three years. My so. money is no. Yeah, but this is a really simple one. This is well, like, yeah, I know exactly. And the, and the entire time, how many has he gotten right? Two? 12%. I say <laughs> I don't around think it's that much. four in the entire time we've done it. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's batting. He, if he was a Major League Baseball player, he'd been sent down by now. <laughs> he's he'd batting be in, seven. He'd be in Rome. <laughs> he'd be playing A ball in Rome. Um, all right. So, how much money does it take to be happy? So, Deborah um, found this story, and we, we've done this over the years. Like, they do this every year. They're like, all right, how much money will it take for you to. Uh, be a happy life. The price of happiness, they call it. Any idea, Chuck, what the price of happiness is uh, for some in the United States of, of America? How much money they need to make per year uh, to be happy? Is this for a single individual? I think so, yeah. I think it's a single... Oh, uh, no, me, like a, a household. household. It's a household income. Household income. Household income. To be happy. Yes. I'm going to say... Uh, $100,000. $100,000. Jason Byers filling in for the stoic one. I'll take the over. I'll go like 120. 120. Deborah already saw the number. Um, if we were playing pl- prices right, low T would win. $105,000. Okay. Yeah, that is the uh, the number that Purdue University study says 
uh, that w- will make you happy or translated $36,000 more than the country's medium household income. So $105,000. I, I don't doubt that, right? I, I mean, no. if, if you're making $105,000, you, you're going to worry about stuff, but you, you feel safe enough financially, right? You're yeah. like, I can, if, if my transition goes out, I can handle it. Yeah. Your if, worries are different. Yeah. If I need my AC, you know, you start worrying. You can worry, repair things. The you worries are fixed. different. That's yeah. the key right there. So if you're making $105,000, you're not worrying about uh, putting food on the table, right? You're mm-hmm. food secure. You're not food insecure. Uh, but the worries change. You're like, all right, am I saving enough for retirement yep. now? Uh, are my kids in the right school? So I've had a, a, a crazy financial ride career-wise, right? I mean, I started making $32 a day pre-tax at WSB Radio. And that's insane, right? That that was my $32 a day pre-tax. So what is that, Jason? Twenty six fifty take home, if call, that? Call Sanjay. I'm not going uh, <laughs> um, and, to. And over the years, like my, you know, when I was doing that, I was like, if I can make 35 grand a year, like I'm good. Like that would be amazing to make 35. And then when I hit 35, I'm like, oh, 50. 50. 50 would be yeah. like, I could, I could live fine. I, I could get my own apartment. I don't have to live with these Zeke's anymore. Um, f- you know, it, it hit 50, then you hit 50 and you're like, all right, but 75, you yeah. know? So no matter what, and I'm sure it happens even with professional athletes or musicians, like, um, let's say Freddie Freeman, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he started, uh, we, we had a similar trajectory, him, he and I, now, you know, division one baseball. No, well, just like money-wise. Oh, I got you. Like when he started, he was making the league minimum. You know, I was making radio minimum. Now, <laughs> okay. granted, the, the levels different. are different. I got like, you. Okay. The league minimum was $500,000, right. and I was making $32 a day. But, he, you know, at that point, playing minor league baseball, you're like, oh, $500,000 is great. It's got to be huge. And then he's like, oh, arbitration. That would be great to make $1.5 million. And now it goes up. And now at $25 million, they're trying to sign him to a long-term contract. He, you know, even though he's set for life, generations of Freemans are set for life. Mm-hmm. He's like, tw- you just have twins too. Yes, like twenty eight million <laughs> 28 a year million would be pretty nice. So that's what I think. Yeah. So I, I I don't doubt the the study number there that one hundred and five thousand dollars is the happiness level, but you'd be a lot happier at one fifty. <laughs> you'd be yep. a lot happier. Uh, we'll talk about that. Your thought on that at at one hundred and five thousand dollars is that your happiness level? Would you be happy to be making that a year? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. 653 survey says $105,000 is the happy number that a household needs to make to be happy in the United States of America. Your thoughts on that, and what is your happy number? 404-872-0751-800 WSB Talk. Michael joins us on the program. Hey, Michael, what's going on, buddy? Mark, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, what's your happy number? Well, I don't know where um, I heard it, but I heard it a while back that in relation to everybody, you know, what? how much more would you need? And I think that they found out in the survey, everybody pretty much wanted double. If you had double what you were making now, you'd really be happy. Um, I know that works for me. I'd love to have double. I think everyone, yeah, so even if you're working uh, at Taco Bell, 
making $9 an hour. Yeah, $18 an hour, that would be life-changing money, right? Yes, make everybody happy. Yeah, the, the problem is, and this was this ties in. Thanks for the call, Michael. Michael's at the same restaurant Randy was yesterday. Um, <laughs> no toilet flush. It, it's all depending. It's dependent on where you live, right? Sure. Uh, so Atlanta, to me, the key, the draw to Atlanta when I first moved down here was, it's way cheaper to live here than New York City, right? Like there's yeah. like apples and oranges. Atlanta's getting expensive now, though. Atlanta is really getting expensive. Um, so it, it's all relative. And this goes back to the COVID relief bill and trying to tie in the uh, minimum wage, right? There's no question to me in New York City, the minimum wage should be higher than it is in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So it, it, to me, it's I don't know if there's a federal number you can put at that because and that's why Joe Manchin in West Virginia was like, hold up, you know, fifteen dollars an hour in West Virginia. That's like uh, that's like middle middle class money mm-hmm. in West Virginia. In, in New York, you're on the poverty line, which is why it's tough to throw out this this you arbitrary. Know, $15 yeah. Now, I, I think the the minimum wage should be increased for sure. It hasn't. Yeah, it's it should be tied to the rate of inflation, I would think. Um, but there, you know, fifteen dollars in in West Virginia, you you might be able to survive on that. Working forty hours a week, you'll do okay. In in New York City, you you might be homeless making fifteen dollars an hour. So it's all relative to where you live. So I guess just since we're all in the uh, in the Metro Atlanta area, that's that's what we will do. Deborah, I mean, it's weird because we're in radio, so things are. It's not like we have real jobs and like oh. Uh, you know, good job on the Penske file. We're going to give you a, right. you know, right. we, we don't have that kind of thing. Um, pre Deborah Green radio career, did you have a number in mind? I mean, I only ever worked in agriculture and you don't get a lot of money working sure, yeah, in yeah. agriculture, but I made enough there in Wisconsin, in yeah. small town rural Wisconsin, exactly. that I could afford a nicer apartment than any of my friends. And I had a car that was fine. So moving to the city, I thought it would be more expensive, but, oh, you make more money. Sure. Um, Not really. There, there, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think I ever had a number in mind. I just thought, like, if I could stay in this area, things would be okay. Yeah. I remember when I, when my, uh, my, my buddy from college graduated. He was a year old. He graduated a year before me, and he went out, and his first job out was he made $45,000 a year. This was 1996. And I was like, that was, like, the gold standard. Like, oh, my God, if I can – do that like if 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 Malozzi's making 45k a year like that's the goal to hit it's just it's all relative but uh the happiness number by the way uh it is 47 percent higher the life satisfaction in Bermuda than New York City Bermuda has the highest number to hit your uh your happiness level uh what is your happiness number how much money do you need to make to be happy. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to the show. I want to go to Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there. It's 7.08, eight minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 
for the time being from 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. The gang all well, mostly here tonight. Deborah Green, the executive producer of the broadcast. Uh, Longoria, the stoic one, he's just off today, right? He's, he's back tomorrow, Jason Byers? I'm not back tomorrow, so I assume he's back. Do we know? I didn't know he was off today. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. He he took, you know, he got the, we, we got the new time slot starting on Monday, four to seven. And he's like, I deserve a day off. Yeah, I'm right. stoic. So he took it off. So Jason Byers I here. I mean, we did get it the day after we played his song. Exactly so. right. That was a game changer. Mm-hmm. Uh, low T Chuck. Read your calls. Low uh, and yeah, we are starting Monday. We are, uh, there's a schedule change at WSB. Erickson's going to be on from noon to three. And then the Mark Aram show, the bananas will be on earlier and three hours now, four till 7 p.m. For your ride home. Uh, before we get back to the phones, uh, they put their lives on the line for us each day. They are the real change makers, but we call them first responders. Say thank you by going to WSBRadio.com by April 2nd and tell us why a first responder you know deserves a chance to be recognized and win $500 courtesy of T-Mobile and 95.5 WSB. $500 could be game-changing money. Talking about the happiness index, uh, the study says that a household income, in order to be happy, uh, nationwide, and it varies city to city, but overall, $105,000 is the number for uh, Americans to be happy. Is that your happy number, $105,000? And again, I, th- I think it's all relative, uh, and not just in income, but anything in life. So when I first started here at WSB Radio, I was uh, I was jealous of coworkers that got to go to meetings you know, like, oh, like I hope one day, I, you know, I'm going to be important enough to go to a meeting. That changed. Until you go to your and first now, one. And yeah, but oh, my first one, I was so, I brought a briefcase. <laughs> Did you have to go buy a briefcase? No, I had one. Because when I graduated college, that was like a graduation gift. Did you say your dad give you that? No, it was, uh, I think my mom's best friend bought me a briefcase. But it wasn't like a hard one, like yeah, you know. No, but it was I like a, a soft leather thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's a meeting. Like Chris Camp had like a new staff meeting. And I was like, I'm invited to a meeting. So I brought a briefcase, you know, and I had I had like pens and a, a you know, a pad in there. I was like Kramer's briefcase with an orange and there was really nothing in it. Crackers. And I was but I was so pumped. Like after a year at the station, I'm like, they're including me in meetings. Like, this is great. And yeah, fast forward twenty three years later, and I'm like, oh, freaking another meeting, really? Like, do I need to be there? It's Can't all get out of them. Yeah, it's all relative. I was so I, seriously, looking back on it, like I was like the night before, I couldn't sleep. I'm like, oh my god, there's gonna be a meeting. Like I get, I'm included. I'm going. We're going to the conference room. I'd never been in the con. You know, the conference room back oh, down yeah, there in sales. Yep. It was like, oh my god, I'm going to the. I've never been in the conference room, and I walk in there, and there's like cans of soda and an ice bucket, and oh, it was. It's all relative. Is is my point there? Uh, Malcolm's in Duluth. Duluth. Duluth is on fire. Malcolm, what's your happiness number, buddy? Well. Between my wife and I, we make mid-140. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, I'm comparatively happy. All the kids are out of the house. They're all out of college. So, uh, you know, it's decent money. Now, did you always, you know, was there a time in your career that you that you thought, all right, um, 140, or, you know, did you ever set a number and say, well, if we can bring home this, it's that's what we need? No matter what I bring home, it's always a bigger number. Exactly, right? Like So even if you hit that 105 happy number or your 140 happy number, you'd be like, yeah, 140 is great, but 175 would be really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first made uh, 
Uh, I applied for a job and told them, you know, well, I need about 12000 a year. And they were like, yeah, okay, we could do that. <laughs> that seemed like big money to me back then. Yeah. Well, they always say never accept the first offer, right? Did you ever see that movie um, Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks? It's it's one of my no, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I'll give you the the thumbnail version. So Albert Brooks dies and he goes to basically purgatory, um, and he has to defend his life before he can move on to heaven or whatever. And in in this movie, uh, there's clips of your life that you have to defend. And one of the things was a contract negotiation. And the night before, he's talking to his wife, and he's practicing with his wife, like in the negotiations. And Jason, you be the uh, the interviewer, right? And uh, this is practice. And Albert Brooks is like, I cannot take this job for less than $70,000. We'll give you sixty. I I cannot take this job for less than $70,000. I'm sorry. That's just my number. Sixty-one. $70,000 is my bottom line. I cannot take the job, right? So that's he's practicing with his wife. Fast forward to the next day. Um, and you be Albert Brooks now, uh, Mr. Brooks, um, welcome. We'd be happy to, uh, offer you $44,000. I'll take it. Exactly. <laughs> he goes, I'll take it. <laughs> it's just a great slice of life. Like he's practicing the night before his wife and he's like, so stern. He's like, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, sir. I, I cannot take this job for less than $70,000. And the guy offers him 40, 40. He's like, done. And then the guy's like, oh, all right. He's like, let me get you an office. <laughs> it, was, it was a great slice of life scene. It's such a good movie. Love that movie. Alan's in Marietta. Alan, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey there. Hey, Al, what's your happiness number, brother? I think you're all sitting a bit low. Okay. If you're trying to invest and prepare, like, I would assume, a couple for retirement, as well as get three, four kids through college, even on whatever you can get, because you won't qualify for any of the grants. But yeah. I still think you're shooting kind of low, even for, you know, the average city. I mean, Norman, Oklahoma is in Atlanta, but that's still not a lot of money. There. This isn't my number. This is this is the, the research that says it's 105. Now, you're you're assuming three oh. kids that are going to college and um, this could just be, uh, you know, a single a uh, couple with no kids. And that that's their happiness number. It, it, it varies depending on the variables. Okay, I'm going to be happier with more. Okay. Yeah, but every, <laughs> that's that's the point of this. Like, if, if if like I set that goal, like all right, for you know, Ralph Malozzi made forty five thousand dollars a year out of college. I'm like, if I can do that, and it took me a while to get there, but when I got there, I was like, all right, sixty. You know, it's you, I don't know if that's human nature. Well, or so what. quickly you get used to the new number yes, and having that sort of money exactly. that it doesn't seem like it's that much more and, all of a sudden. Yeah, and it's like, all right, I'm I got my number. That's but there's people that. I know that we that we work with. There are people that I think I don't know if it's like like Deborah Green has a desire to do more, right? She she wants to expand her role. She wants to go farther in her career. Jason Byers, obviously, you want to expand your earning potential. Chuck, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, uh, honestly, I don't have to do much. Yeah, he's, Chuck's Chuck's gliding. Here. But there there are people <laughs> there are people in this building that. And I, I don't fault them for this, but they, they've hit a comfort level where they're like, I'm good right here. I have no desire to advance any further. Sure, I'd like a 3% raise every year, but there's no, um, there's no desire to, or, or push to, to go. I think they're just hoping to fly under the radar long enough until they can choose to not work here anymore sometimes. Is that the, the thought I, process? I know people like that. Yeah. You know, It's like, I'll just stay here. I'm comfortable. I can do this. Yeah. And maybe if no one notices me, I can ride it out to retirement. Like our buddy Mark Aylwine. Love Mark Aylwine. Happy retirement, Mark Aylwine. 
he found that overnight shift, right? And he he crushed it. It was the, the overnight ace for years, for decades. And it always, like, I respect that, what he did. And I respect people that do that. But if I'm in that position, I'm like, all right, what can I do to get out of it? What can I do to get out of it? Yeah. Like, oh, I'd like to do PM drive. I want to be Chris Chandler. You know, some people don't want added responsibility. Like, you get comfortable, you know your job. And the closer you get to retirement, do I really want to take the chance of taking a promotion that I might not be successful at? And then where do I find myself? I didn't want to get so philosophical today on the Mark Aram show, but we're doing that anyway. Bob is in beautiful. By the way, I drove through Milton Bob the other day. Last Friday, I drove through, um, I drove from Canton to Alpharetta, right? So I went through Milton. Holy smokes, the house is in Milton. What? The happiness nice number area, in Milton. Right? The happiness number in Milton's got to be like three and a half million dollars a year. That's insane up there. <laughs> Bob, hey, I'm here. Okay, sorry, Bob. I'm just listening. I, I, your your show has always been extremely entertaining. You keep it moving so fast and so much of variety, and people are always laughing and having a good time. That's our goal, and buddy. My, Thank you. I appreciate compliment. it. Um, I'm self-employed. Own my own small business. And it's always been, if I want more money, I just work a little bit harder. And, and now we're getting close to retirement, and we've got a, a nest egg set aside, and, and my wife is still working. And, uh, you know, t- the idea of making twice as much is just not as important anymore. Understood. Yeah, I think, I think your priorities shift as you get older. Now, kudos for you for being your own boss. I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I wish I had it. I don't. Like, I, I, I just can't take that leap of faith. Like, I need someone to give me a paycheck. Um, so I really applaud you for doing that. As a private business owner, um, did you have a, a goal uh, for business, like end of year, like, all right, we need to gross $500,000 this year and I'll be happy. Like, did, did you set goals for yourself like that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was always just do all you can and the next year you do more. Okay, so you're always trying to increase your productivity, but you never set a goal on it. Increase efficiency and productivity yeah. both, yes. Would you say you're happy? Have you been happy, Bob? Oh, yes. Always kept the bills paid, house paid off, and, and uh, you know, uh, Clark Howard is a is a hero and his attitude on finances. Yeah, he's an absolute so, godsend. So let me ask you a personal question, Bob. When you, uh, when you hang up the uh, whatever you're hanging up and you retire, is your wife going to keep working? I told her in December if she could hold on for two years. Two years. All right, because I have a feeling I'm going to have a conversation like that with Maya in the not-too-distant future. Listen, baby, you just got to keep working. I'm going to retire, but we need you to hit that pension number. Uh, We'll come back. Your happiness number. Oh, I want to talk about the dangerous toys from yesteryear as well. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Mark Aram. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. 724, 47 degrees on Peachtree Street. Traffic's still rough out there. Alex Williams, the update in just a second. And we're going to play uh, Does Alex Williams Know This Food next half hour. Josh is in Rockmart. Josh, welcome to the show, brother. How are you? Man, I'm doing great, Mr. Mark. What's your happiness number, brother? Brother, I'm a teacher. My happiness number <laughs> is teaching kids. There ain't no number you can put on that, my friend. How does it? Uh, how does that work? So, uh, is it, you like that's that's what I don't like about. Uh, and I, I say this as uh, someone that's married to an educator or 
Uh, my parents were both educators. There's there's no incentive bonus, right? Like it's, in sales and WSB, like you hit your numbers, you can get a bonus. You can be the right, best right. teacher in the world, and you're not getting a ten percent raise. You know what I'm saying? No, no. I have I have two degrees, and I will never reach a hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, understood. So, but you know, it's, it's not a big deal. It is what it is, and you know, we get our summers off, and that's what parents always crap about. So, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you, you you work very hard in the in the in the months that you work, certainly, and it's prorated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a prorated salary, so I get that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I could do a job like that, where if you crush it. Like, if I crush this job, I get more money. Don't they give you a gold star? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but you know you know those jobs like that? Like, a, like, if you're the best mailman in the world or you're the best trash collector, like, you, you just, your roots are, are awesome and you're, you know, you're just the model trash collector. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a standard pay. There's no, I, I don't know if I could deal with a job like that. Like, there's no matter how good I am at my job. I'm not getting it. I think some people get satisfaction knowing they do their job well. Like, yeah, I did a great job. Yeah, I'm not that person. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, Chuck's not, not that person. Yeah. <laughs> you and Jason might be those people. Uh, Phillip's in Lilburn. Phillip, welcome to the show. Hey, how you guys doing? What up, brother man? Hey. What's your happiness well, number, you know, Philip? Well, I tell you what. It's the craziest thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have a number. A couple of Maybe a year ago, I was doing a co-signing with my daughter for an automobile, and they asked me on the application, so what's your income? And I started laughing. And the guy said, what are you laughing about? And I said, i got to tell you, I don't have a clue what my income is. Wow, what do you and do? He said, you must be he said, what do you mean? Well, that's what he said. He said, what do you mean? And I said, well, where I work, they do direct deposit, and it goes into the bank, and I can tell you what my wife gives me for an allowance. <laughs> well, you should. I understand that, and I, I respect that. And I, I have a feeling we're going to get that very shortly in the Aram household uh, where I get an allowance. But you should, you know, at the end of the year, you should, you know, do, do your taxes with Sanjay and get an idea what that W-2 says, right? Like, know, know the number. How do you not know how much you make? Well, this uh, Ben didn't know. That's all right. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Uh, speaking of ignorance, does Alex Williams know this food after news, weather, traffic? This is the Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Louis Anderson, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. 738, 38, 22 in front of 8 o'clock. Mark Aram and the Bananas at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. Until Monday. And we start our new showtime, 4 till 7 here on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Uh, I want to talk about dangerous uh, toys from yesteryear, things that uh, we played with growing up that are not acceptable now. Uh, but uh, let's go. Let's play a little game of Does Alex Williams Know This Food? 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 That boy don't know what that is. Alex Williams joins us live now in the traffic center. I think there's a bed, a Benny Hill bed for this, uh, Jason. Uh, Alex Williams is amazing at traffic. He's a great guy, right, Deborah? I mean, you, you yeah, got the Alex pulse of the cool. station. Yeah. Everyone loves Alex Williams. Uh, even Chuck likes Alex Williams. How are you doing, Alex? All right, so uh, Alex Williams knows a lot about traffic but does not know a lot about food. That's why I invented this game. Does Alex Williams know this food? Um, no, no luck. No luck on the on the Benny Hill bed. Just any bed works. Yeah, just anything. All right, we'll take it. This is a dating game bed. I like it. All right, Alex Williams. Tonight's food, and I asked you this three years ago today, and you didn't know. Maybe you'll know now. Linguini bolognese. Linguini bolognese. Do you know what that is? 
Yes. No, no. Uh, yeah, three years ago today, I asked you, Linguini Bolognese. Uh, that is basically Longoria. I mean, Longoria. Uh, Alex Williams. He Longoria would know what Bolognese is. Uh, it's spaghetti and meat sauce. Linguini and meat sauce. It's Bolognese. It's fancy. It's Bolognese. So, uh, and it has cream in it. Not necessarily. The the uh, the recipes can differ. Uh, so there you go, Alex Williams. I'm going to say that boy does not know yeah, what that is. Did not. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's linguini. linguini. I mean, if you don't know a linguini. I well said spaghetti. Yeah, linguini bolognese. All right, so I'm going to ask you again in three years, Alex Williams, about linguini. Uh, that's my dad's favorite, by the way. If they have that on a menu, he's ordering it. doesn't matter if we're at a fish house. If there's if <laughs> there's, if there's bolognese on the menu, my dad's going to get it. He, that's really? just Yeah, it's good, right. too. I like that. And it's one of the few things I can make at home. All right, Dangerous Toys from yesteryear. Uh, this apparently started as a Reddit thing. I'm not a Reddit guy. I don't know anything about it. I know Jason Byers loves the Reddit, and people like just swear by it. Uh, but it was people talking about uh, toys uh, that we played with as kids that you just you can't do anymore. And you mentioned the lawn darts. Oof, lawn uh, darts. I used to love that game. Yeah, and it was for those who don't know. It was basically um, a weapon, and oh, you'd, yeah, set, you'd set up circles on the lawn, and you'd. Throwing these lawn darts high into the sky and try to get them in the circle. Yeah, they were heavy on one yes. side with a big, long, like six-inch spike on it, like a spear. Th- yeah, it was like a javelin. And P and kids would die. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, but it still was a fun game. It was the best. Yeah. Uh, so that is you can't. I mean, again, again, you can get them in like Eastern Europe. Yeah. But in the America, in the America, we in the Americas, too. yeah. There's no, uh, there's no lawn darts. And and kids, I don't have kids now, so maybe I don't. Do you do you take the kids to the playground at all? I do. They're they're apparently claiming that you know when we were kids metal slides they were so hot yeah like oh, just those things you get are those done burns now? on those are no those, they're all they're plastic. all plastic oh really yeah. plastic you be hard pressed to find a metal one uh so just uh, just dangerous uh, toys from uh science kits like chemistry kits oh they used to have some stuff in there that now yes. with the internet you don't want to give kids exactly those. exactly i'll be making meth uh-huh yeah but i remember having a chemistry kit and, and just like oh let's mix these two things together but here's one that sticks out uh m80s were considered a toy uh when we were growing up like and they were a lot more powerful than the yeah m80s they have i now. don't I, my mom never uh thank you alice for never buying me m80s because i have all 10 digits but my my friend phil I don't know. He had like he was ten, and he had a never-ending supply of M80s, and he, we would just blow stuff up oh, all, all day. the time. Yeah, I all mean, all the time. Anything that, that's a like a quarter stick of dynamite, right? Is that what an M80? Not like quite, the, but I mean, it's got some power. That to was it. like it, the it'll, it'll, back in the day. That was the claim. Like, oh yeah, yeah, quarter, quarter stick of dynamite. Yeah, exactly. And we, you I had mean, a quarter stick of dynamite. I don't know People would have been. How did, how did my ten-year-old friend have a never-ending supply of those things? I always did. I couldn't even get those snappers that you throw at the ground. Oh, I oh the little those. pops. Yeah, yeah. My mom wouldn't even buy those, and Phil's got like a trunk of M80s. I we, love. I love those the, the old fireworks. He used to, th- and he used to get the. I don't know if they were all waterproof, but the ones he got, he had like military-grade 180s. And we go to the swamp behind his house, mm-hmm. and he'd throw an M80 in the middle of the swamp. Boom! And you just see frogs flying yep. up from the. From yeah. The, from did the you guys swamp. ever have Roman candles? I love I Roman we used candles. To, we, used yeah. to, we used to get well, those pack- things that go. Phew, yeah, phew, and you would phew. fire the little fireballs at each other because yeah. is that? Yeah, you'd light those. You would chase each other around, and oh, you'd end up with burns in your hair. And How did we survive? I have no idea. Never mind toys. Like not even wearing a seatbelt as a kid. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. They didn't have seatbelts. You're like, hey, do you have a seatbelt? Nah, I don't. No, know where it is. no seatbelts in the back. No, in the never. front, they just had the lap belt. 
just snap you in half. It's a miracle. A miracle we survived. <laughs> uh, speaking of miracles that he's still alive, Russ joins us in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. Happy Tuesday, Russ. What's going on, brother? Hey, thanks a lot. You know, um, when I was nine, my parents gave me a BB gun, which you know it didn't. It wasn't dangerous for me. It was dangerous for the birds in the yard. Oh, that's. But uh, I bought okay. I bought a trampoline for my kids one time, and my mom she went crazy. You know, she kept on complaining about it so much. I had to take it back. But that's what she thought was dangerous. I never saw the, I mean, that's still a thing too. I've got uh, friends that are parents and they're like, yeah, we just got a trampoline for our kidney beans. And I'm like, what's the appeal of a trampoline? I get bored after like 30 seconds on that thing. I think it lets kids burn off a lot of energy. But I mean, for me in gymnastics, I used it to train all the time. Well, that I understand. But you got to have a kid with no creativity if that's like, that's what it does to him. Like, oh, you know. Johnny's special. Put him on the trampoline. You know, like he'll that'll knock him out for an hour. If I was eight years old and you put me in a trampoline, I'd do it for thirty seconds. I'm like, all right, what's next? Like that. That's I know. Well, now they've got the big like cage netting over it, so kids don't go flying off yeah. of it and break a leg. They're, when I was a kid, you didn't have that, and so yeah. you'd get some other buddy on it with you, and then yeah. try to launch him even further. People are always breaking their arms. Who was the uh, famous Russ? Who was the famous doctor in the seventies that w- wrote the parenting books? Doctor, it's not Doctor Oz. It's something like that. Doctor Spock. Doctor Spock. Yes, he wrote this parenting book, like how to be a good parent, whatever. Uh, if I was writing a parenting book, and I'd be like, if your kid is just in love with trampolines, if they're not a gymnast like Deborah Green, you know, think about getting him a tutor. Like there's, <laughs> they're not there. There's no person. There's no kid growing up that was just in love with the trampoline that went on to be a CEO of a company, right? There's just no. There's a, that's that should be the first indicator. Never mind uh, testing. You know they do testing in grade school. The the test is put a trampoline in the yard. If they like it too much, yeah, they're like, all right, we're gonna hold you back. We're gonna stay. Yeah, safe. but I will tell you one thing about it. My brother went to UGA. He had a fraternity there. He told me one time, if you want girls, put a trampoline in the yard. Really? Yeah, he said girls well, just you, go crazy. They get Can them I jump drunk, on that they jump up and down. You know, they're probably wearing something questionable. I have other things that will drive girls crazy. You don't need to get a, a trampoline in the yard. Um, yeah. Russ, what's your happiness number? How much money a year do you make to, to, to make you happy? I mean, I, you know, um, I, I've been a salesman for a long time. I'm used to making a thousand a week. I'm happy with yeah, that. Hell yeah, hell yeah, mm-hmm. Russ. Cut me a cut me a check. Put me on the I payroll. Mean, that's not buddy. that much. Fifty grand a year. You know, you're comfortable. That's what I'm used to. All right, there you go, Russ. Uh, we, we got all shows all week, so uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. Okay, thanks, Mark. There you go, Russ and Gainesville. Speaking of playgrounds, um, I've never uh, said this out loud, but I was I, I enjoyed the swing set, but I was never one of those kids. That would go, you know, all the way up and then all oh, the I way back. That. Really? Yeah. That was the best. Yeah, where that was get the best. To... No, I was like, you know, 45 degree <laughs> angle. Like, I had my comfort zone. When oh. you go far enough to get the slack oh, out. Yeah. When you lose the tension not, and you get, oh, that was the best. Not a chance. What? In hell would I ever do that. Oh, yeah. And then you'd get like some, the older kid in the neighborhood, we'd, we'd be pushing you harder mm-hmm. to get you up there. And I'd remember screaming like, stop it, man. Stop, you know, like, I just want that calm, relaxing. No way. You are, sat in the one that had the little safety bar in the front? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I never went more than, like, eight feet off the ground. We I can do the to, seesaw. Like, we, I could rock the seesaw with you. We used to wait till the wintertime, and there'd be enough snow on the ground. you get yeah. going on the swing, and then you just launch yourself out of the swing. 
I saw, uh, yeah, I, I forget no. that. Oh. That like seven-year-old Evil Knievel yeah, just like flying you know, up the swing. Yeah, yeah no. no. So I was driving through Sandy Springs going to get my hair cut at Vintage Barbershops. Yuri, the best in the business. And it, there's like a park on my way. I think it's on Abernathy Road. And it's, I don't know if it's always been this. I've never really paid attention to it. But they have like socially distant swings now because of COVID. Like the swing, like, like the, you know, you go, when we were growing up, there were like, a big metal thing. There was like five swings in yeah. between. Now it's like individual swing sets, like one here really? and then 20 feet away, there's another one. And like, I don't know if that's normal or whatever. I don't whatever. think so. Well, yeah, but maybe, I mean, maybe that was around pre pandemic and it was just a way to be safer. But yeah, now I was not one of those big, wild swing guys. Uh, talking about fads when we come back, fads through the year. Uh, Danny and whoever Chuck's talking to are going to be the last callers and then. Chuck's going to do what he does and close them phones. But you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Following breaking news, uh, shootings at spas in uh, Woodstock and Atlanta. That's an interesting story. We'll have uh, coverage throughout the evening and the very latest tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Danny's up on The Mark Aram Show. Danny, real quick, buddy, what do you have? You know what? I uh, just tuned in, so I'm late, but he told me I could ask whatever I want. I wanted your opinion on the uh, new concrete barriers at Dead Man's Curve, 75 South to 85 North. I haven't seen them yet. People have been asking me online. I'm gonna, I'll go drive them home now. So apparently yeah, they're, uh, they're set up where? Like it's, you know, right at the corner, right where everyone always has accidents going too fast around the sharp turn there. Yeah. And uh, the concrete barriers seem to make it ten times more dangerous. I'll tell you what. Um, tune in. Tune in tomorrow night. I'll have a full. Report an in-depth team coverage report on the uh, concrete barriers at Dead Man's Curve. I'm going to tweet it to you now. I took a video. I'll send it. To oh you. yeah, thank you, Danny. I appreciate it. On Twitter right. at Mark Arum, M A R K A R U M. Brian's in Sewanee. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing tonight? What up, brother? Oh, I just wanted to talk to you about what is the single most dangerous toy that's ever been sold. Ooh, I like this. Go ahead. It was 1950-51. There was a company called Gilbert Company, and they produced an atomic energy laboratory, complete with lots and lots of radioactive material. Are you serious? Oh, I'm serious. Check it out. Go go Google. I think it had plutonium in it. It had plutonium what? in it, says Jason Byers. Yes. Or uranium, oh, one of the two. Jesus. That's it had insane. Lots of uranium and stuff. Yeah, the Gilbert U-238... Atomic Energy Laboratory. And did you have one as a kid, Brian? No, no, no. I've got one now. Oh, excellent. Fantastic. I thought you were going to say the pet rock was the most dangerous toy. You just, like, hammer someone on the side of the head with it. Uh, yeah, it's a miracle we survived. It really is a miracle we survived. Uh, Jason Byers, let's do that old star of the show thing. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the uh, Jason, I'm going to let you pick. You cannot pick yourself, though. You pick star of the show tonight. You're an unbiased opinion. I think Randy gets it for the Does Alex Know This? Randy, did, Randy was even live on the show, but she did the. That boy doesn't know what that is, so she gets it. It makes me show. laugh every time. She got it yesterday for playing Millennial Match Game in the bathroom at a restaurant. 
Four flushes? Was that it? Was it, it was four? Four flushes. Four flushes in one See, that would have made me laugh, too. Yeah, there you go. Um, we will continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram, WSB. Big show tomorrow, Millennial Match Game. Uh, Johnny Kilbasa with the Fast Food Who's playing Match Game tomorrow? Yamamoto. Jared Yamamoto. First appearance of the year. Live in studio, or is he going to be at home? I think he's at home, but we can coerce right. him. He's in the building. Yeah, he is in the building. I'll, I'll strong arm him tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll continue to follow the breaking news. Word on the street tonight at 10. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet, and it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.